1: go episode 666 of the Al Galdi podcast it is Thursday September 28 2023 well 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 we have reached episode 666 666 666 the number of the devil the number of Satan the number of Lucifer Those of you who are biblical scholars, it is in the book of Revelation, the final book of the New Testament, that the number 666 is referred to as the number of the beast. Should we be nervous? Should we be scared? Do we need to perform A uh, podcast exorcism in order to rid this installment of the pod of any evil entity. You know, I on radio used to do what I called Redskins revivals. Uh, This one, our team was especially down off a bad loss. I at one point got my colleague, Chris Cooley, to feel the spirit. Ain't that right, Chris? Feel the
2: spirit.
1: (laughs) That's right, Chris. Feel the spirit. Well, perhaps we can take solace in this. Our new leader, Commander's Managing Partner Josh Harris, the NHL team for which he is Managing Partner is, of course, the New Jersey devils. So maybe we should be embracing 666, not in terms of how we live our lives, but maybe for just this one episode. Hello and welcome to this Thursday non-satanic installment (laughs) of the Al Galdi podcast. Maybe I should do a commander's revival of what happened this past Sunday Uh, The 37-3 loss to the Buffalo Bills at FedEx Field. But perhaps we this Sunday afternoon are in store for a Commander's Revival via a big win at the Philadelphia Eagles. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, Coming up on the show, lots of Commander's conversation off them on Wednesday, beginning their practice week for this game at the Eagles, this Sunday afternoon at 1. Next segment, where we stand with injuries for both teams, including some good news on tight end Logan Thomas. Also, I'll discuss and react to notable comments from head coach Rod Rivera from his post-practice press conference on Wednesday afternoon. Lots from Ron on what the commanders will be facing in the Eagles. And then after that, quarterback Sam Howell, he on Wednesday did a pre-practice press conference that started shortly before 12 p.m. And he did a tremendous job of owning his uh, hideous performance in that loss to the Bills. Sam came off really well. Accountable, mature, never defensive, no excuses. This was very good and very encouraging to hear. I'll play for you and react to the best of what Sam had to say, which also included him talking about the biggest issue for him right now, the taking of sacks. This has got to get fixed. Uh, And you will hear Sam address the glaring lack of targets for receivers Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dodson so far this regular season. And you'll hear some good stuff from Ron Rivera on Sam Howell. I tell you, if Sam's performance this Sunday afternoon at the Eagles is as good as his press conference on Wednesday was, Commanders by 100! Menders by a C-note! Uh, but unfortunately, the NFL does not work that way. Uh, also on the show, I will discuss Wednesday evening's Game 2 of a two-game series for the Nationals at the American League-leading Orioles. So uh, The O's won 5-1. Their magic number to clinch the American League East is down 2-1 as they got yet another good outing from starting pitcher Grayson Rodriguez. And the Nats got yet another not-so-good outing from starting pitcher Patrick Corbin, putting the finishing touches on a fourth consecutive bad season for him. Uh, Before we get to some feedback some bad Capitals news. Uh, so the Caps are in the midst of training camp at uh, MedStar Capitals Iceplex in Arlington, Virginia. Camp started on September 20th. The Caps' preseason opener was this past Sunday afternoon, a 4-3 shootout loss to the Buffalo Sabres at Capital Win Arena. The Caps' next preseason game is on Thursday night, home to the Detroit Red Wings at 7. Well, it turns out that one of the Caps' few major veteran acquisitions— this past offseason, defenseman Joel Edmondson suffered an upper body injury in a team scrimmage on Sunday morning. He, on Tuesday, was being evaluated by team doctors, but the Caps' new head coach, Spencer Carberry, he, on Tuesday afternoon, told reporters regarding Edmondson's injury, quote, probably not good, end quote. Uh, Well, the Caps on Wednesday morning announced that Edmondson, on Tuesday, underwent a procedure to stabilize a fractured hand and is expected to miss four to six weeks. Uh, The Caps, on July 1st, what was day one of NHL free agency in the 2023 offseason, acquired Edmondson from the Montreal Canadiens for a 2024 third-round pick that was originally acquired from the Minnesota Wild and a 2024 seventh-round pick. Additionally, the Canadiens retained 50% of Edmondson's contract. Uh, Edmondson over the last two seasons missed a lot of time due to injury. He over the 2021-2022 and 2022-2023 regular seasons played in just 85 of a possible 164 games. He dealt with an ailing back and now he's out due to a fractured hand. You know, the Caps last season got pummeled by injury. Hopefully what has happened with Joel Edmondson is not a sign of what is to come. This CAP season. Uh, the Cap's regular season opener is on Friday night, October 13th, home to the Pittsburgh Penguins at 7:30. You can tweet me at Algaldi. You can email me, the Algaldi Podcast at Yahoo.com. I actually have gotten quite a bit of feedback regarding this episode of the podcast being <laughs> episode 666. Tweet from the incomparable CJ. Right, CJ, looking at the episode count and realizing the number that comes on Thursday, I'm sending you some help for this episode. Bless you, Brother Goldie. I never miss an episode. Uh, thank you very much for that, CJ. And what CJ includes in his tweet is a gif of <laughs> one of the worst gimmicks in WWE history, but a gimmick that was so bad, it actually was good. Reverend Devon, as in a heel- reverend, a bad guy reverend. And that gimmick was made even worse by Reverend Devon having as his associate Deacon Batista. (laughs) We had Reverend Devon and we had Deacon Batista. Uh, Deacon Batista as in Dave Batista, who now is one of the most successful actors in the world. Dave Batista, a native of Washington, D.C. Tweet from Mike. I can think of a perfect guest (laughs) for episode 666. The appearance fee might be a little steep. Uh, Thank you for that, Mike. Yeah, I'm not sure that I want that guest on this podcast, although perhaps that guest would have some good insights on the commanders. You never know. Uh, Email from Matthias. I'm freaked out. You're hitting Satan's number. Perhaps a live podcast from the famous Exorcist Stairs of Georgetown for episode 666. Should we fear the all evil one? The DC connections are everywhere. Josh Harris owns the New Jersey Devils. One of their greatest players was Scott Stevens, who started his career as a player for the Capitals, who, as the great John Walton said, exercised their demons with the win over the Penguins in the Stanley Cup run. The Caps share an arena with the Wizards, who could use a little bit of Orioles magic. Even D.C. United gets in on the act with one of the team's first greats, Marco El Diablo Echeverry. I could go on and on, but in a week after a tough loss for our Manders, let's not forget The great words of hope from old Brucifer, the culture is damn good. (laughs) Thank you for the email, Matthias. Excellent work, Matthias. Well, speaking of the devil, what's happening with home and auto insurance right now must be the work of the devil. How's that for a transition? Are you not happy with what you're paying for home and auto insurance? If the answer is yes, Know that you're not alone. We are routinely seeing 20% increases in home and auto insurance, even when the account is clean, meaning no accidents or violations on the auto insurance and no claims on the property insurance. And that's why you should get with BMC insurance. Check out BMC insurance. Go to insurancebmc.com. You'll be put in touch with the owner and president, Matt Brooks, a loyal listener of this podcast. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you BMC Insurance, it offers home insurance, auto insurance, and also small business insurance in Maryland, Virginia, Washington, D.C., and North Carolina. BMC Insurance is an independent insurance agency, meaning that it has many, as in dozens of insurance carriers it works with, to make sure that clients are always paying competitive rates. What's especially great about BMC Insurance is that it has relationships with its clients. BMC Insurance is a trusted advisor For your insurance needs. Uh, BMC Insurance continues to work with clients after sales. It has team members who actually shop clients' insurance every year when they renew. Uh, And BMC Insurance does this proactively so that you don't have to. BMC Insurance will save you time and money. And perhaps most telling, BMC Insurance's client retention rates historically are much higher than industry averages. You see, when people get BMC Insurance, they stay with BMC Insurance. Don't get gouged on your home and auto insurance. Check out BMC Insurance. Go to insurancebmc.com. Talk to my guy, Matt Brooks, and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. Uh, And BMC Insurance does offer small business insurance. So if you're looking for general liability, workers' comp, or commercial auto insurance, BMC Insurance can help. Visit insurancebmc.com. That's insurancebmc.com. And make sure that you mention... That Al Galdy Censure. Well, please consider following the podcast if you're not already doing that. Following the podcast is free. If you have an iPhone, you can follow the podcast simply by tapping the plus sign in the upper right corner on the page listing the recent episodes of this podcast. The 2-1 Commanders on Wednesday began their practice week for this Sunday afternoon's game at the 3-0 Philadelphia Eagles at 1. And we had good news via the Commanders injury report. Every player on the Commanders active roster practiced To at least some extent, Uh, three Commanders players were listed as having been limited participants in Wednesday afternoon's practice. Tight end Logan Thomas, running back Chris Rodriguez Jr., and safety Percy Butler. Uh, Logan was inactive for the Commanders' last game, the 37-3 loss to the Buffalo Bills at FedEx Field this past Sunday afternoon due to a concussion uh, that he suffered in the Commanders' 35-33 win at the Denver Broncos at Week 2. Uh, Rodriguez is dealing with illness. Butler is dealing with a foot issue. Commanders head coach Rod Rivera on Wednesday afternoon did a post-practice press conference. This was Ron on potentially getting Logan Thomas back for this game at the Eagles.
2: Well, I think he he adds a a big target. Um, You know, Logan is a very smart football player. Having been a quarterback, having been a quarterback in this league and then, you know, converting to the tight end position, he adds a little something to the offense and he can help Sam with certain aspects of the offense. Um, And just also, you know, who he is as a pass catcher, I think, will help him.
1: So three Commanders players were listed as having been limited participants in Wednesday afternoon's practice, but every other player on the Commanders active roster practiced fully on Wednesday afternoon. There were two other players listed on the team's injury report, two corners. Uh, Benjamin St. Juice, he was listed as having been a full participant in Wednesday afternoon's practice despite a neck ailment. And Emmanuel Forbes Jr., he was listed as having been a full participant in Wednesday afternoon's practice despite an elbow problem. By the way, regarding Forbes, who, of course, the commanders took with the number 16 overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft. So he and the loss to the Bills played on just 41% of the commander's defensive snaps. Uh, The Bills playing tight ends a lot may have had something to do with that, but Forbes pretty clearly is the commander's number three corner, at least right now. Uh, Benjamin St. Juice and the loss to the Bills played on 100% of the Commander's Defensive Snaps corner. Kendall Fuller, in the loss to the Bills, played on 99% of the Commander's Defensive Snaps and had a terrific game. Fuller, for the game, was the highest-graded Commander's player for pro football focus with an overall grade of 92.1. PFF grades are on a scale of 0 to 100. Fuller, on Sunday afternoon, had an interception and finished with three pass defenses. And he, in fact, for this regular season, is number two among all qualified corners in the NFL in overall grade for PFF at 88.2. He's off to a really nice start to his season. But this was Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon on what has stood out to him about Emmanuel Forbes so far.
2: I think when you, you know, watching him and some of the things that he does, I think he's got to continue to work on his technique and, 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 and really be even better with it. I mean, he's got a tremendous skill set. He's got great quicks. He's got a great plant and drive. Um, but I, I sometimes you just his you know, his his footwork, his 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 body positions, he can be better at it. He really can. I mean he's he's such a young player. Um and I just think it's about him refining the technique that he's gonna use and he's gonna play with
1: interesting to hear that from Ron Rivera on Emmanuel Forbes. Uh Ron was asked a pretty neutral question and uh took that as an opportunity to uh offer some critiques of Forbes. Uh, Two notable Eagles players were listed as not practicing on Wednesday, although the Eagles on Wednesday conducted a walkthrough as opposed to a full practice. So these designations by the team's admission uh, were estimations. But receiver Quez Watkins was listed as not practicing on Wednesday due to a hamstring injury that had him inactive for the Eagles last game, the 25-11 win at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past Monday night. And safety Justin Evans was listed as not practicing on Wednesday due to a neck injury. That He suffered in that win at the Bucks. Uh, Hey, if you are a Commanders fan and you are on Instagram, make sure that you're following at WSH on the daily. Uh, on the daily just started in 2021 and yet has more than 23,000 followers. And on the daily is literally daily. Uh, The page is updated every day, news, notes, reports, photos, graphics. Uh, This is a page that properly sources and vets its news and information, doesn't just post anything that anyone says. On the Daily on Instagram is a great place at which you can converse with other Commander's fans regarding the team, the draft, free agency, and trades. On the Daily responds to every single DM. Uh, On the Daily is a page at which you can have fun, lots of creativity with Jersey swaps and you graphics and the contest name that Redskin and free wallpaper Wednesday, which is when on the daily gives out free wallpaper that you can use on your phone uh, and on the daily always has a great fresh look. If you're on Instagram, check out at WSH on the daily and check out at WSH on the daily's online shop, WSH on the daily.com. W-S-H on the daily.com. Some outstanding gear, shirts, hoodies, excellent material, a modern look. These are breathable and comfortable clothes, and they come with all kinds of looks. My personal favorite, a shirt that reads hashtag Howl <laughs> 2023 uh, for smart, informative, fun, and engaging commander's content Check out at WSH on the daily on Instagram. And for great merch, visit WSH on the Daily.com. So the Eagles for this season have new offensive and defensive coordinators. The Eagles offensive coordinator for the previous two seasons, 2021 and 2022 was Shane Steichen. Uh, He now is the Indianapolis Colts head coach. The Eagles defensive coordinator for the previous two seasons, 2021 and 2022, was Jonathan Gannon. He now is the Arizona Cardinals head coach. The Eagles offensive coordinator now is Brian Johnson. Uh, he spent the previous two seasons as the Eagles' quarterbacks coach. And the Eagles' defensive coordinator now is Sean Desai. He spent last season with the Seattle Seahawks as their associate head coach in charge of defense. Here was Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon on preparing for an opponent with new offensive and defensive coordinators.
2: Well, the biggest thing you try to look at more so than anything else is, is what are the differences in play calling? You know, how do they use certain personnel groupings and, and, and players for that matter? Um, those are all things that you look at when you're looking at tape, um, you know, is, is what are the differences. And you refer to some of your notes from last year and kind of compare and, and, and go through it that way. Especially early in the season, like, is that something that you look at mostly the three games they've had together? Or I guess how do you balance what they did well last year versus this? Um, I, I, well, you, you've got a, you know, a lot of information from last year, obviously, and you've only got a three-game sample. And, and that's what you're trying to, to, to decide and decipher Uh, through in in your comparisons.
1: Of course, still on the Eagles is quarterback Jalen Hurts, a big-time run threat. Rod Rivera, during his post-game press conference this past Sunday afternoon, was not pleased with the commander's rush discipline in the loss to the Bills, a game at which Bills quarterback Josh Allen had three carries for 46 yards and a touchdown. This was Rod on Wednesday afternoon on containing Jalen Hurts.
2: I mean, you've got to... Go out and play, you know, sound, solid up front. Got to be gap discipline. And, um, you know, there's also a point where if you can force them, you know, into certain situations, you can benefit that way. You know, you just got to be able to take care of your jobs.
1: Yes, you do. Uh, The Jalen Hurts story is worth studying from a commander's perspective, given that uh, their QB1 is a young QB1 in Sam Howell. The Eagles took Jalen Hurts in the second round of the 2020 NFL draft out of Oklahoma, while still having, remember, future commander's quarterback, Carson Wentz, as the Eagles QB1. Uh, Hurts was the Eagles QB1 for the 2021 season and was solid. And then Hurts erupted last season in which the Eagles won the NFC Championship. And so we on Wednesday afternoon had the following exchanges between Commander's Insider Matthew Paris of the Washington Times and Ron Rivera.
3: Hey, Ron, when you talk about patience with a young quarterback, is, do you kind of look at Philly and how they handled Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. a, as kind of a model at all in terms of letting him grow and develop?
2: I think that's what you do is, is, you, is you look at other teams that have had young quarterbacks come in and do the things that they've done. And you know, there's a lot of a lot of good young quarterbacks that have come in and and have done really well, and there's been some that have have, have struggled. Um, but you'll never know unless you play them, and that's what we're trying to do right now and see what we what kind of growth we're, we're going to get out of Sam. Um, you know, he had a tough week last week, and we'll see what he learns from it.
3: And how have you seen Jalen Hurts evolve over the years? What's kind of the biggest growth in his game?
2: Um, I think when you go back and 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 you look at the the 2021 season. Um, and, and you see the things that 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 Jalen did, and you know, and and how he started to develop. They they adapted their their offensive scheme to to, to fit him. I thought that was a brilliant move by Coach uh, Nick. Um, I I think it really kind of featured, highlighted his abilities, and then the confidence in which he came back last season and and played. That was that was even more impressive. And uh, this year, you see the same steady you know guy and. I think they have a, an even more talented group of runners. Um, so they're like I said, they're a very good football team.
1: Yeah, to me, the ultimate lesson for the commanders from the Jalen Hurts story with the Eagles is what Ron just talked about, how the Eagles leaned into who and what Hurts is as a quarterback, embraced his skill set, went with an RPO heavy attack that really has maximized Hurts' talent. There's a lot to be said for that. There's also a lot to be said about The Eagles offensive line. The Eagles have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, maybe the best. If you go by the win rate metrics from ESPN and the NFL's Next Gen stats, the Eagles for this regular season are number four in the NFL in pass block win rate and number one in the NFL in run block win rate. Pretty good. (laughs) Uh, The Eagles starting offensive line, left tackle Jordan Mailata, left guard Landon Dickerson, Center Jason Kelsey, right guard Cam Jurgens, and right tackle Lane Johnson. Rod Rivera on Wednesday afternoon on the Eagles offensive line.
2: Well, they've been there a while. Um, you know, their center is probably one of the uh, really, really good ones. He's uh, played in this league a long time. And when you have an anchor like that, it just it naturally a lot of good things will happen. Um, it's a veteran group, uh, it's a big, massive group. And um, I think the key to those, you know, being together.
1: Yeah, the Eagles have had major offensive line stability. The Commanders, not so much. Uh, The Commanders on Wednesday did seem to be upbeat despite the 34-point loss to the Bills this past Sunday afternoon. Here was Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon on his team's mood.
2: Well, I think it's a positive approach more than anything else. I mean, you know, we know that we had opportunities. We didn't take advantage of them. Um, We missed some chances out there. Uh, And I think the guys feel that, you know, we're, we're, we're better than that. And I think that's Part of the reason why these guys feel, you know, positive, um, I thought their approach to today's practice had a lot of energy, a lot of high energy, and that was another good thing that, uh, you know, that's important. You know, have got to be able to bounce back and uh, get yourself refocused. This is a very good football team we're playing, it really is, and, uh, and we're going into a very tough envir- environment as well, so, you know, we've got we've to rally around one another and make sure we, uh, we understand what it takes.
1: Well, what it takes to get great deals on tickets is downloading the GameTime app and using the promo code ALGALDY. When it comes to buying tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater, the way to go is with the GameTime app. Game time offers great deals on last minute tickets and has a best price guarantee. So you no longer have to worry if you're truly going about getting tickets in the best possible way. The game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time Will credit you 110% of the difference. What's also great about Game Time is how easy it makes searching for tickets. You can search by team, venue, or artist. Uh, I was just on Game Time looking at tickets for Commander's games in the 2023 regular season. A lot of good deals, and the seating chart next to the listed tickets made figuring out what exactly I'd be getting super easy. Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country. Game Time is the app last-minute ticket deals. You don't have to plan months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. GameTime also offers flash deals on tickets, and tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Get the tickets without the stress with GameTime, which is offering a special deal for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Here's what to do. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use this promo code Al Galdi. You use that promo code Al Galdi, you get $20 off your first purchase. Uh, terms do apply, but download the Game Time app, create that account, and use the promo code Al Galdi for $20 off your first purchase. What time is it? It's game time. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, fall is here, gentlemen. Soon, it'll be the holiday season. You've got a lot going on. Don't let all that's happening stop you from sticking to your habits and being the best version of yourself. This is where our friends at Caldera Lab come in. Caldera Lab is the best in the skincare game, and you with an easy routine via Caldera Lab can keep your face looking pretty (laughs) no matter your schedule. Plus, what's a better gift than clear skin? Join the 100,000 men who trust Caldera Lab to show your best self and first impression this fall. Plus, Caldera Lab makes for a great gift. Look, if you're a guy and you're like me, you don't know much about skincare, but Caldera Lab makes skincare for guys easy. The Caldera Lab regimen includes three products the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. Uh, The Clean Slate is a face wash that starts and ends your day and leaves all skin types refreshed. The base layer is your daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin and jumpstart your day full of confidence. And the good is your go-to multifunctional serum at night that helps your skin look tighter and smoother as well as helps reduce the visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. Every drop of this serum is packed with 3.4 million antioxidant units protecting your skin. One minute each morning and one minute each night, that's all that it takes to reduce your wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. You will be looking like a million bucks. And here's a special deal for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Go to calderalab.com. Caldera is spelled C-A-L-D-E-R-A, calderalab.com. And use the promo code GALDI. G-A-L-D-I, my last name, Galdi, to get 20% off. That's CalderaLab.com, promo code Galdi for 20% off. Show your best self or make an unforgettable impression with a great gift. CalderaLab.com, promo code Galdi for 20% off. That's CalderaLab.com, promo code Galdi for 20% off. All right. Not to get too philosophical here, but in life, there are words and there are actions. And of course, actions are more important than words. As the saying goes, actions speak louder than words. Uh, That said, words can and do matter. And so with all of that understood, I thought that Commander's quarterback Sam Howell at his weekly pre-practice press conference on Wednesday killed it. He did a great job. He, off his hideous performance in the 37-33 loss to the Buffalo Bills at FedEx Field this past Sunday afternoon, demonstrated accountability, demonstrated maturity, demonstrated leadership. Now, obviously, Sam needs to play better because, unfortunately, good press conferences do not count in the NFL standings. Not yet, anyway. Uh, And we, over the last 30 years of futility with our football team, have heard plenty of encouraging words and have experienced plenty of well-done press conferences, only to be disappointed. Maybe the biggest free agent bust in NFL history, interior defensive lineman Albert Hainsworth. Uh, He, at his introductory press conference with the Redskins in February 2009, literally said, that he would not be remembered as a bust for the Skins. Uh, Well, (laughs) he will forever be remembered as a bust for the Skins. Heck, the Commander's QB1 going into last season, Carson Wentz, Commander Carson, uh, he gave great press conferences, said all of the right things regarding his past, but that did not end up meaning much regarding his play. For the commanders, So this press conference for Sam Howell can only be taken so far, but I loved what we heard from Sam on Wednesday, and if he is going to respond well to this terrible performance against the Bills by learning from his mistakes and playing much better moving forward, then what he said on Wednesday would be in accordance with him learning from his mistakes and playing much better moving forward, starting with this game at the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday afternoon at 1. Uh, Let's start with this. So Sam Howell, of course, is an inexperienced NFL quarterback. Uh, This loss to the Bills was just his fourth career NFL regular season game. Uh, Sam in the game threw four interceptions, including a pick six. Sam in the game took nine sacks. This was Sam on Wednesday on his lack of NFL experience, perhaps playing into the context of this bad performance against the Bills.
3: Yeah, honestly, no. I don't. I don't make any excuses for myself. I expect to play much better than I played on Sunday, and my teammates in this organization deserves for me to play better than I played on Sunday. And I just got to do a better job. Um, you know, I can't go out there and make the excuse that, that I'm young because the the teams that we're playing, they don't care. Um, the scoreboard doesn't care. Um, and so I got to do my I got to do my job at a higher level um, in order for this team to go where we want to go. Um, so I'm excited to get back out there on Sunday.
1: That right there was such a good answer from Sam Howell. That to me was his best answer of the entire press conference. No excuses, zero excuses. He was totally and completely accountable. Quote, I don't make any excuses for myself. I expect to play much better than I played on Sunday. And my teammates and this organization deserve for me to play better than I played on Sunday. And I just got to do a better job. End quote. There you go. Beautiful. Sam was given the opportunity to use his lack of NFL experience as an excuse for the bad performance against the Bills, and he did not do that. He did not take the bait. He denied the bait. He swatted the bait away. Uh, If you know your Sam Howell history, uh, and or if you are a Virginia Tech fan, you probably are aware of maybe the last really bad game that Sam had prior to this loss to the Bills, September 3rd, 2021. Virginia Tech began its 2021 season with a 17-10 win over then-number-10 North Carolina at Lane Stadium in Blacksburg, Virginia. The Hokies in that game annihilated then-UNC quarterback Sam Howell. Tech held Sam to just 17 of 32 passing, held him to just 6.5 yards per pass attempt, intercepted him three times, and sacked him six times. But are you aware of what happened after that game? Sam over Carolina's next two games, home wins over Georgia State and Virginia, went a combined 35 of 50 for 659 yards, eight touchdowns, and one interception, and officially had 26 carries for 216 yards and two touchdowns. This was Sam on Wednesday on how he approaches bouncing back.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I just kind of put the game behind me um, and worry about the next game. You know, I, I think who the player I was on Sunday is not who I truly am as a player. Um, and so I just kind of go back to my process and doing what's always worked for me in the past um, and preparing the same way and just never losing that confidence. I think especially in this league, you have to stay confident. And no matter what, how bad I played on Sunday, I have another opportunity on this Sunday to play against a really good Philadelphia team. And I got to do whatever it takes throughout the week to prepare myself um, but no, I'm excited to get back out there. Ever since the game ended on Sunday, I was excited for the next game just because I'm, I'm ready for another opportunity. I'm ready to go out there and, and play like myself again.
1: I like what Sam Howell said early in that cut, quote, the player I was on Sunday is not who I truly am as a player, end quote. Uh, as for the sacks, as we all know by now, the frequency with which Sam is taking sacks needs to stop. Uh, He, over three games in this regular season, has taken 19 sacks. The NFL record for most sacks taken by a quarterback in a single regular season is 76 by the Houston Texans' David Carr in 2002. Sam right now is on pace to take 108 sacks in this 2023 regular season. Think about that. Record is 76. Sam on pace for 108 Uh, He, for this regular season, has the worst sack percentage among all qualified quarterbacks in the NFL, 16.1. A big part of all of this has been Sam holding onto balls for too long, taking too long to throw. Uh, Sam, over three games this regular season, has averaged 2.81 seconds to throw, that according to True Media. Uh, Industry standard for a good time to throw is more or less 2.5 seconds, 2.81 seconds Big difference from 2.5 seconds in this uh, microsecond nature of the NFL. And all of this does go back to Sam at North Carolina. He at Carolina took a lot of sacks. Uh, This was one of the reasons for him falling to the fifth round in the 2022 NFL draft. Uh, Here was Sam on Wednesday on if he's approaching trying to get better at avoiding sacks any differently as compared to how he has approached the problem in the past.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I just think it's been a, a point of emphasis, emphasis for us, um, and I got to do a better job getting the ball out of my hands um, and knowing the right time to, you know, try to extend the play and get outside the pocket, and knowing the time to just take an incompletion. Um, and I think that's one thing that's hurt our offense so far is the negative plays and getting behind the chains. Um, just because if you get behind the chains in this league, it's it's hard to put drives together. Um, so it's something I'm definitely. Always working on and and obviously always cautious of. Um, Yeah, I feel like it's something that only get better over time. Sam Howell,
1: early in that cut, quote: "I've got to do a better job of getting the ball out of my hands." and quote. More accountability. Uh, Sam, having been sacked so much, of course, is not all on him. The Commanders' offensive line certainly can be better, but the Commanders for this regular season are number sixteen. At a 32 NFL teams in pass block win rate per ESPN and the NFL's next gen stats. 16th out a 32 NFL teams, right in the middle of the pack. Uh, not great. Certainly can be better, but not bad enough to where a sack percentage of 16.1 is warranted. Uh, what about protections? We know that pass blocking isn't just about offensive linemen playing well. This was Sam Howell on Wednesday on how much input he has on protections
3: yeah um i mean i have a lot of input at the line as far as protection um and and certain protections i make the mic point and certain protections the center makes the mic point and then i can change it um but we're all on the same page um and we haven't really seen anything that was specifically new in the game It was kind of all stuff we've talked about um it's just a matter of going out there and executing it's not like we're having free runners all the time you know what i'm saying so i think from a schematic standpoint, we've been fine as far as picking up the blitzes. We just got to do a better job of executing and I, I got to do a better job of getting the ball out. More accountability
1: from Sam Howell. Quote, I got to do a better job of getting the ball out. and quote. We in this Sam Howell press conference on Wednesday did not hear anything in the way of a defensive Sam Howell or sensitive Sam Howell or insecure Sam Howell. Uh, this was really good. Now, there are other problems for the commander's offense beyond the sacks. How about the lack of targets for receivers Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dodson? Terry and Jahan, each over three games this regular season, has been targeted a mere 16 times. 16. That is it. For comparison's sake, Los Angeles Rams receiver Puka Nakua, he for this regular season is number one in the NFL in targets at 42 Los Angeles Chargers receiver Keenan Allen is number two at 39. Minnesota Vikings receiver Justin Jefferson is number three at 38. A mere 16 targets apiece for Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dodson. How does Justin Jefferson, to whom everyone on the planet knows the Vikings want getting targets, have more than double the targets of Terry McLaurin. Sam Howell on Wednesday on if defenses are playing the commanders any differently this season to where the defenses are taking away Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson.
3: Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say so. I mean, I think we're probably seeing a little more shell coverage this year, a little more too high um, than what we saw last year. Um, That's just kind of based on the offense we're running and the track record that EB has with the Chiefs. You know, they see a lot more too high shell coverage, so I would probably say that that might be a little bit of it, but I think I got to do a better job. We got to do a better job of getting those guys more involved.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And that's not just on Sam Howell. That's also on Commander's Assistant Head Coach slash Offensive Coordinator Eric Bieniemy. This was Sam on Wednesday on the balance between wanting to throw where his reads take him while also wanting to get ample touches for playmakers like Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I, I think for me, you know, my thought process is, yeah, I want to get, we have so many good receivers and playmakers and I want to get all of them the ball. Um, but I just kind of go through my progressions the way I'm supposed to go through it. Um, I don't really. Some sometimes I focus on who is where and what position. Um, but for the most part, I'm I'm going I'm going through my progressions how I'm taught to go through them. Um, and whoever whoever is in that spot at that time is, and if they're open, they're going to get the ball. Um, but there are some things in the offense where it's kind of pick a side or pick a guy. Um, and obviously, I know you know, who I like in certain situations. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think overall, I got to do a better job of getting those guys the ball because um, they're special players and we got to just continue to spread the ball around. And more accountability from Sam
1: Howell. Quote, I got to do a better job of getting those guys the ball, end quote. You know, head coach Ron Rivera, during his post-practice press conference on Wednesday afternoon, hours after Sam's pre-practice press conference, got asked about Sam demonstrating this accountability during his pre-practice press conference. Uh, here's what Ron said.
2: Well, I think part of it is that the young men, you know, the, 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 his teammates in that locker room, know that he's going to hold himself accountable first and foremost. And it's true. And, 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 and you know, he's right. He can play better we can play better as a team and we can coach better. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, when you lose a football game like that, everybody's culpable. And just the fact that he's willing to get up there and tell everybody, hey, I can be better, that's important. And his teammates most certainly do appreciate that.
1: All right. And here was Rod Rivera on Wednesday afternoon on the leadership of Sam Howell.
2: Yes. Um, you know, there is a resilience to him that his teammates appreciate. Um, you know, and, and just kind of the way he handles himself as he walks around, you know, the facility. And it's, um, you know, he's just like any of the other players. Um, you know, he, he one moment he's he's really serious about it and, and recognizing, understanding what he has to do. You know, the other moment he's he can be lighthearted and you know laugh with the guys. I mean, he, he's, I think he's exactly where he needs to be right now. It, it's one of those things that you know, like I said, we all share in the blame, and what we've got to do is we've just all got to be better.
1: And one more for you from Sam Howell. How's he feeling? Uh, Sam, in the loss to the Bills, took a pounding. The Bills finished with nine sacks and 15 quarterback hits. The Bills in the game for the NFL's next-gen stats generated a pressure rate of 69.2%. The Bills pressured Sam on 27 of his 39 dropbacks. That was the second highest pressure rate in a regular season game since the start Of the 2016 season. Uh, Sam in the game was under constant duress and took a beating. Heck, remember the big run that he had? On a second quarter, second and one for the Commanders at the Bills 24, Sam had a terrific 18 yard shotgun scramble on which he spun away from pressure and made interior defensive lineman Jordan Phillips miss on an attempted tackle. But Sam uh, did take quite the pounding (laughs) in being tackled to the ground. Here was Sam on Wednesday on what he does to get his body right. After an especially punishing game like the loss to the Bills,
3: yeah, I mean it just depends on kind of what's what's more sore. Um, but I, I have kind of a a process of things I like to do. I think the main thing is you got to work out. Um, so I work out. I come in on Monday and get a good workout in, and work out on Tuesday. Um, and after those two workouts, I usually start feeling pretty good um, once I start moving around again. And obviously in the training room, getting treatment and stuff like that, um, I kind of have a process of how I go about that, but I feel like my body's in a pretty good place right now. And hopefully
1: Sam Howell's body continues to be in a pretty good place. Well, I'm not sure if any underdog fantasy Sam Howell plays for this Sunday afternoon's game at the Eagles are ideal, but I do know that Underdog Fantasy is great and is offering a limited-time enhanced special offer to listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, a deposit match of up to $500 for all new customers who sign up with the promo code Galdi. My last name, G-A-L-D-I, Galdi. I, for this season, am making fantasy football picks for Commanders games in terms of Underdog Fantasy's higher-lower totals. Uh, Underdog Fantasy is great. It is the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the underdog fantasy app underdog fantasy offers pick'em games by which you can win up to 20 times on your money in one day and offers pick'em insurance which gives you a little wiggle room if you're not as confident in an entry uh, and when it comes to season-long fantasy underdog fantasy offers a zero stress scenario of no waivers no trades even no lineup setting we all know that playing fantasy sports can be ultra time consuming well underdog fantasy removes the time consumption but keeps the fun and the potential to win money. And take advantage of the free money. If you sign up now with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, GALDI, Underdog Fantasy, will double your first deposit with up to $500 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of at least $10. So in other words, if you deposit $500, you get $500 for free. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code GALDI. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and use the promo code GALDI.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hey, few things in life go together as well as pizza and an NFL game day. Make Little Caesars part of yours. NFL game day. Little Caesars is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Order online during Little Caesars Pizza Pizza pregame, which is one hour before NFL games. You can pick your favorite Little Caesars pizza. You can pick the toppings that you crave, kind of like picking players for your fantasy team. Only with Little Caesars pizza, you never lose. And Little Caesars offers convenient delivery as well as the in-store pizza portal pickup. So, Grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the tastiest hour of the week. Little Caesars Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before NFL games. Little Caesars Pizza Pizza. Well, given how much the ownerships of the Orioles and Nationals despise each other, you know that Nats managing principal owner and vice chairman Mark Lerner in no way wanted the O's clinching the American League East via a win over Mark's Nats on Wednesday evening. Uh, Well, the American League leading O's on Wednesday evening did beat the Nats 5-1 at Oriole Park at Camden Yards to complete a two-game sweep, but... The O's on Wednesday evening did not clinch the American League East, uh, though their magic number to do so now is down to one. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays on Wednesday evening did win uh, one at the Boston Red Sox 5-0, preventing the O's from clinching the American League East on Wednesday evening. But all that is needed now in this Regular season for the O's to clinch the American League East, given that they have the tiebreaker on the Rays, is one more Orioles win or one more Rays loss. Uh, The O's will conclude their regular season with a four-game series against the Boston Red Sox at Oriole Park at Camden Yards Thursday through Sunday. The Rays will conclude their regular season with a three-game series at the Toronto Blue Jays Friday through Sunday. But the O's now for this regular season are 99 and 59, the most wins for the O's in a regular season since they won 100 games in the 1980 regular season. And yes, Joe Angel, the O's, on Wednesday evening, we're back in the win column.
2: And the Orioles, again, in the win column.
1: That's right, Joe, the win column. Uh, This was O's manager Brandon Hyde during his post-game press conference on Wednesday night.
3: I mean, we're playing in the toughest division in sports, and to lose 110 two years ago and have a chance to win 100 now, you know, it says a lot about uh, you know, those guys in that room. It's, they're, uh, they've learned to battle and fight and grind and beat good teams. Um, so in just two years to be able to do what they're doing is amazing.
1: Yes, it is. Uh, The Nats, they now for this regular season are 69-90, and including just 8-21 and over their last 29 games as uh, the Nats have ended up not avoiding a 90-loss season. Not that that really matters. I mean, this Nats season, to me, has never been about wins and losses, but it was looking for a while like the Nats might avoid the 90-loss regular season, but uh, that does not end up happening. Uh, the Orioles' starting pitcher on Wednesday evening was Grayson Rodriguez, a.k.a. Rod, And uh, Grayrod was good yet again. One run in five and two-thirds innings, five strikeouts versus no walks. He gave up six hits, a double, and five singles. He threw a lot of strikes, 87 pitches, 60 strikes versus just 27 balls. The ace of the Orioles' rotation is is Kyle Bradish, But the number two guy in the rotation right now is Grayson Rodriguez, a far cry from where he was earlier this season. The O's took Rodriguez with the number 11 overall pick in the 2018 MLB draft out of a high school in Texas. The O's passed March 27th, optioned Rodriguez to AAA Norfolk off him having had a terrible exhibition season. But the O's on April 5th as the corresponding roster move to placing Kyle Bradish on the 15-day injured list with a right foot contusion recalled Rodriguez from Norfolk. Uh, He at the time, per MLB Pipeline, was the number seven prospect in baseball and the number two pitching prospect in baseball. But Rodriguez in his first regular season stint at the major league level was not good. 10 starts, an ERA of 735. And so the O's on May 27th announced that they had optioned Rodriguez to A Norfolk, but things then changed. Grayrod on July 6th was named International League Pitcher of the Month. The O's on July 17th recalled Rodriguez from A Norfolk, And he now over 13 starts in this second regular season stint at the major league level has an ERA of 258. He has been outstanding. Uh, Also outstanding for the O's on Wednesday evening was their bullpen. Three Orioles relievers combined for three and a third perfect innings with five strikeouts. Danny Coulomb tossed one and a third perfect innings. Jacob Webb tossed a perfect top of the eighth with two swinging strikeouts. And Tyler Wells tossed A perfect top of the ninth with two swinging strikeouts. Uh, The Orioles' offense had been in a funk, but the O's in this 5-1 win over the Nats on Wednesday evening did hit. uh, Five runs, nine hits, five walks, uh, two for eight with runners in scoring position. Uh, the nine hits were comprised of a home run, a double, and seven singles. Uh, leading the way offensively for the O's was Adley Rutschman. He is the Orioles' starting designated hitter and number two batter, went two for four with a two-run homer, an RBI single, and a walk. Rutschman hit Orioles' two-run third, had a two-run home run to left center field on a one-two pitch. From the Nats' starting pitcher Patrick Corbin for a 2-0 Orioles lead and Rutschman in an Orioles two-run fifth at a one-out opposite field RBI single to right field for a 3-1 Orioles lead. Adley Rutschman for this regular season, number two among all qualified Orioles players in OPS at 8-10. Uh, as for the Nats, well, Patrick Corbin on Wednesday evening put the finishing touches on a fourth Consecutive bad season for him. Uh, Corbin in this 5 1 loss at the O's allowed four runs in four and two thirds innings. He gave up six hits, the two run home run by Adley Rutschman, and also five singles. Uh, Corbin issued four walks. He recorded just two strikeouts. He over his four and two thirds innings threw 90 pitches, just 49 strikes versus 41 balls. Now, Corbin in this game did make a great defensive play. Uh, Bottom of the fifth, bases loaded, one out that's down 3-1, and the Orioles' best hitter, third baseman Gunnar Henderson batting. Uh, Henderson hit a swinging bunt toward third base. Corbin came charging in, and then in one motion, barehanded the ball while falling forward and shoveled the ball to catcher Bert Ruiz for the force out at home. For the second out, a tremendous play by Corbin, although <laughs> he then issued a two-out, bases-loaded walk. Of second baseman Jordan Westberg for a 4 1 Orioles lead. Patrick Corbin in the 2023 regular season. 32 starts, ERA of 520. Uh, he is number one on the Nats in innings pitched at 180. He has eaten up innings, but this marks a fourth. Consecutive regular season in which Corbin finishes with an ERA over four and a half, and a third consecutive regular season in which Corbin finishes with an ERA over five. Corbin for the 2020 regular season had an ERA of 4.66. Corbin for the 2021 regular season had an ERA of 5.82. Corbin for the 2022 regular season had an ERA of 6.31. This season was Corbin's age 33 season and the fifth season had of the six-year, $140 million contract that the Nats signed him to as a free agent in December 2018. He was so good for the Nats in their 2019 World Series championship season, but he has been quite bad for the Nats ever since. He, to his credit, has been durable, but he, over these last four seasons, 2020 through 2023, has been really bad. Uh, Also bad, once again, was the Nats offense. Boy, has the Nats offense wilted as this season has gone on. Now, at least the Nats did not get shut out. You know, the Nats had been shut out in each of their three previous games against the O's this regular season. No shutout on Wednesday evening, but the Nats for the game, just one run, just six hits, a double and five singles, no walks. Uh, The Nats did go two for six With runners in scoring position. Jake Alou, uh, he is the Nats starting left fielder and number eight batter, went one for three with an RBI single. Alou, in an Nats one run fifth, had a two out first pitch, opposite field RBI single to left field to cut the Nats deficit to 2 1. However, Alou made the third out at third base as he was thrown out trying to advance from second to third on a two out infield single by center fielder Jacob Young. Uh, Also, C.J. Abrams, Uh, he is the Nats starting shortstop and number one batter, went one for four with a single and a stolen base. So Abrams, for this regular season now, has 44 stolen bases. The most stolen bases by Nats player in a regular season since the franchise moved to Washington, D.C. in the 2004-2005 offseason is 46 by Trey Turner in 2017. So Abrams is uh, too shy of that mark. Uh, The Nats bullpen in this 5-1 loss at the O's on Wednesday evening. Three Nats relievers combined to allow one run in three into third innings. Uh, Andres Machado allowed a run in one into third innings. Corey Abbott uh, tossed a perfect bottom of the seventh with three strikeouts, all of which were called strikeouts. And Thaddeus Ward tossed a scoreless bottom of the eighth Despite giving up a two-out single, then issuing a two-out hit-by-pitch, and then issuing a two-out walk, uh, also on Wednesday had some Nats news. The Nats on Wednesday afternoon announced having agreed with their super utility man, Ildemaro Vargas, on a contract for the 2024 season. Now, he still was arbitration eligible, but uh, now does not have to worry about a contract for next season. So the Nats signed Vargas as a free agent in May 2022. They, on August 1st, 2022, selected his contract from AAA Rochester. This was done off the Nats earlier in that day, having traded another super utility man, A. Ray Adrianza, To the Atlanta Braves. And Vargas has become a fixture for the Nats Uh, this season, his age 31 season. He is very versatile. Uh, Ildemar Vargas at the major league level has played a number of positions third base, shortstop, second base, first base, left field, right field. He has even become like the Nats' designated position player pitcher uh, when the Nats are getting shredded. Uh, But he with the Nats has played a lot more. Uh, then he should be playing. Ildemar Vargas ideally is a key guy on a team's bench. Uh, Not the every game player he has essentially been for the Nats uh, these last two months. Next up, for the O's, their final series of this regular season, a four-game series against the Boston Red Sox at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Game one, Thursday evening at 635. Dean Kramer will be the Orioles' starting pitcher as the O's can clinch the American League East, and for the Nats, no game for them on Thursday. Next up for the Nats, their final series of this regular season, a three-game series at the Major League-leading Atlanta Braves. Game one, Friday night at 7.20. Trevor Williams will be the Nats' starting pitcher. Game two, Saturday night at 7.20. Joanna Doan will be the Nats' starting pitcher. And game three, Sunday afternoon at 3.05. Jackson Rutledge will be the Nats' starting pitcher. And that will do it for you and me for now. Get the feedback coming. You can tweet me at Al You can email me, the Al podcast at yahoo.com. Friday show, episode 667. We'll provide you with more on the commanders as we will get you ready for the commanders game at the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday afternoon at one, including rhyming keys, my keys to a commander's victory in rhyming fashion. Uh, also on Friday show, I'll talk college football, Goldilocks, locks, my college football previews and picks against the spreads. So the games that I'll be discussing this week, Maryland home to Indiana, Virginia Tech home to Pitt, Virginia at Boston College and Navy home to South Florida. And I on Friday's show will talk Orioles. Uh, They on Thursday evening at 635 of game one of a four game series against the Boston Red Sox at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. So a great rest of your Thursday and I'll talk to you on Friday.
2: Feel the spirit!